Right, I don't know if that worked. I'm trying something new. Hopefully everyone heard the intro. But either way, if you didn't, you know it's us because you've clicked on us. And if you don't know who we are, uh, you're probably in for a fucking sore awakening. (laughs) They've clicked on a clickbaity title, which I believe this one is, Love and Light Lurkers. So, Chris, if I say the phrase Love and Light Lurker, what does that make you think of? Well, the first thing it makes me think of is those um, those people that jump on any feed that says anything along the lines of do a love spell and they go, stop, you shouldn't do love spells. They'd ah. be bad for people. That's the, Those are the ones that make me think of them. Okay. That's interesting. You do love so spells. you're talking about the ones, the ones that jump in and give probably crap advice thinking that they you know some some would say they're jumping in trying to help others would say they're going and jumping in and forcing their views on other people like they're the same people that jump in with all this karma shit and stuff isn't it yeah yeah steve to me love and light lurker means someone that is lurking that never comments that never writes anything that doesn't agree but wants to keep Stub, keep quiet. And I think there may be some love and light lurkers in one or two of the online groups we manage. Now, I don't know whether these would be the same people that you talked about that would automatically jump in um, and give questionable advice but maybe they don't because they're scared of the repercussions of that. Or whether it's just that the love and light lurkers that are lurking in the background are somehow banned (laughs) from speaking. Or maybe that the love and light lurkers are actually kind of like that what is it that Anyanka says? I hate reading. Maybe they're just obsessed with listening to alternate oh, okay. opinions and just seethe in the background, wishing they could say something, but yeah. knowing that it's probably not such a good idea. Now, I don't know. <laughs> out of the many people that we have in our various groups and things, and out of the many listeners and viewers of the No Hosbar podcast and various other things that we do, that don't interact... Obviously, there'll be many of them that are sitting there and listening because they're interested and they might agree or they might think of it as, oh, new opinions, things I'm not hearing, I like the sound of it. But then at the same time, there's bound to be a number of them that are the hate readers or hate listener types. So the ones that are actually, every time we say the W word... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or talk about neo-paganism or say something about love and light shit and make the odd reference about smiting people that their blood just boils, that they get so upset. Now, if you were to put a number, a figure on how many people <laughs> that are in the groups or listen to us on a semi-regular basis, they'll probably fall into that category. How? What number would that be, do you think? Just a gut instinct. 
I would say at least 25%. 25%? So you're going percentage. And I'm, I'm being polite because right. I think in a lot of other groups that aren't ours, like that one you like a lot, Advanced Witchcraft. Um, oh, for fuck's sake, I got kicked out of that. Well, no, I didn't get kicked out. I Lady bet. Poison got kicked out. I just I got demoted. About 75, 80% of the ones in there are love and light lurkers. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I reckon ours are probably as at least 25%. I 25%. hope it's not higher than half. Okay. But a quarter, definitely. Okay. I think a lot of the so, other ones just like our content and are, don't feel brave enough to comment. Yeah. Um. So I'm hoping this episode will do one of two things. Either it will <laughs> thin the herd, which is what we haven't done for ages, in them. Because obviously lots of people think, oh, okay. There's not too many people in here. Maybe this is a new thing. And you're kind of like, no, it's not a new thing. It's just we keep our numbers trim for a reason. Um, you know, quality, not quantity and all that. So to the point that lately there's been lots of discussion in in, in the, uh, the what, what does, um, what does little Delphi call it? A, a baby... Baby Witch's Crash. Baby Witch's Crash. The Baby Witch's um, Crash. There's been a lot of uh, comments made lately that we have some kind of um, Faustian deal on how you find us and that we put uh, clearly put lots of energy, apparently, in, into hunting out rare potential. Um, and apparently you can't get in to the Baby Witch's Crash unless... <laughs> Unless one of our fetches has gone and got them. Oh, I didn't. I wasn't aware of this. Have you not? Have you not heard that? There's lots of it going on lately. If you're talking about the baby witches crash or witchcraft live Facebook group, I'm aware that there's a certain secret little messenger thing where they all chat amongst themselves and speculate and such. I'm aware that that goes on. I've not been privy to an invitation, but. It's nice to see a community forming. Yeah. I just hope that it's a community forming around actually discussing magic and not just gossiping about people in the group. Because if it's just gossiping, I would worry a little bit about that. No, no these these are these are face value in public eye conversations that go along the lines of you couldn't possibly be here unless unless uh, Chris and Liam had invited you here um, or um, you couldn't possibly uh, get past <laughs> Chris and Liam's wards um, if you didn't have potential, those sorts of comments um, and then there was another there was another similar kind of vein of comment um, I can't remember how it was how it was phrased now but yeah, of that kind of ilk of, you know, oh, yes, someone said something along the lines of, I don't invite people here. Um, that's what 
That's what Chris and Liam's fetches are for, essentially. I see. Right. Well, it's very interesting that you mentioned a call and that sort of thing, because I do see a lot of people that are going and doing the Facebook groups and stuff and creating YouTube channels and the like that are trying to get their subscribers up and such. Um, is there an actual thing behind the scenes where there is an official call where we think, oh dear, we've got 200 people again in the group, but time to give the couple of them a chop? you know is this because there's speculation and conspiracy potentially that this might be some sort of like if you've ever watched that tv show the apprentice where they just whittle them down <laughs> oh, i was thinking <laughs> that this is some sort of recruitment process oh the purge <laughs> yeah that's a um that's a film isn't it yeah like the one night one night a year where we allow them to kill each other Which is December, standing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a month, not a night, <laughs> and, it's, and it's the end of the <laughs> end of the year. <laughs> because where else would it be? <laughs> well, in the season of obligation, obviously. Of course. So, should we make this episode for the twenty-five percent that you you are speculating? the love and light lurkers in the back seats quite literally furthest the way <laughs> do you have a message for those people and is there any point of them being there or are they going to be on your list of people to call they won't uh, they're not necessarily on my list of people to call i think what is needed is if people don't like what we say that they comment and actually be engaged in a conversation because i think that would make some interesting discussions that you know do happen in witchcraft live i'm i'm very proud of where that is getting um obviously no holds barred be prepared <laughs> to defend yourself if you're going to speak but but in the in the witchcraft live that is a very encouraging space and is clearly be is becoming that because there are things that are being asked in there recently that um, I wouldn't normally tolerate, but have actually brought out some really nice and really nice conversations um, that actually have kind of shown me where certain patrons and certain members of the group um, where they are in their practice, which is really nice. So that's kind of, you know, led to me going, oh, they have really learned something in the last six months or the last year um, from when they arrived, that sort of thing. Um, and not necessarily from us, I mean, Liam, like obviously I'm talking about the group has shared, um, yeah. which is what's quite nice about the Witchcraft Live group is it's become this really nice melting pot of sharing of practice. Um which I, I never really expected, really, if I'm totally honest. Why not? It was originally designed for people, customers of the witchcraft shop. So you yeah. would expect genuine questions in there, surely. I expect genuine questions in there, but I suppose I always expected to be the one having to answer them. Um, right. 
because I kind of thought that the percentage would be around the 90%, like a lot of other groups of these kind of love and light lurkers. And therefore, if they were going to post anything in response, it would be a meme um, or, or a, a list of correspondences from Instagram that are actually from Cunningham, you know, whereas actually that hasn't happened. And I very rarely have to feel, I very rarely feel like I have to jump in these days. I feel it kind of just manages itself, which is lovely. So for those that are listening that aren't in the Witchcraft Life group or the No Holes Barred Witchcraft group, do you mean to tell me, unlike the current group I'm looking at on the Facebook app on my phone, that you don't get posts such as, introduce your pet post, we have not done this in a while, so let's see those sweet fur babies. <laughs> you mean there's none of that? <laughs> yeah, those ones. It's it's funny you mentioned that one because I was in a new group a couple of weeks ago that I'm trying my hardest to stay in um, and not Is it comment. A pagan group, um, and they said, and that said something along the lines of, uh, "Oh." we really need a pets feed. And you're kind of like, really? Why do you need a pets feed? And then you get th the first 30 comments of people talking about their cats as familiars. And you know how much that offends me. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very glad that Witchcraft Live isn't like that. And if it ever started to turn into that, then I might actually get my claws out. Um, and start a round of the purge um and i might even call it that so the love and light lurkers they are typically um defined as people that feel it like they're intuitively on a magical path but they're technically i do believe drowning in the current of a river being pulled under but mistakenly feeling like they're actually in control because they've surrendered themselves to the river yeah to to put New it agent, in, terms, basically. in terms that we recently discussed and people completely misunderstood um because they thought we meant we're actually talking about them which they often do think that we're mm. specifically talking to people that we're not um i feel love and light lurkers who are the ones that believe they are natural witches um and not tryhards but they're also the same natural witches that like to read and do quizzes entitled things like what kind of witch am i yes yes they also believe the universe is on their side intrinsically. Yes. Yes. And we're, we're always here to starkly remind people that it's not. And us being perfect examples of why they're not. So what I have never truly come to terms with is that 
I don't, well, I just don't know whether said people can be reached through logical argument and posts and information. I'm not sure whether that is possible for people to be reached from that because I don't know and I'm not sure if they are genuine seekers of a magical path. Because there's the flirtatious types. They flirt with magic. They go and buy Harry Potter stuff. They go and buy the Harry Potter magical ones that aren't really magical. I think they're made of plastic, aren't they? Or maybe some of them are made, made of wood. I don't know. Um, but they buy the props of a witch from the movies and such. And you've got some people which I think genuinely are interested, but just have no concept of really where they're coming from. And not, most of the time they're mundanes. Like I've had so many mundanes that have never ever bothered with spell work. They've kind of always been wondering whether magic's a thing, whether the spirit world exists, blah, 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 blah. But eventually they're forced to use that as a resort. And then they put some energy into try and work out, can I make this work for me? Or does this exist? Is this something that I can help? Uh, I can use to fix my problems. But they're not the lurkers because the lurkers are ones that, They've been in the community for many years normally. In fact, they've probably been reading for 10 years or more <laughs> before they've done their first spell. And they're also, I've noticed, the ones that also say things like, don't do a spell, go to the police. Don't do a spell, go to the doctor. Okay. Which to me screams... I don't really think that magic exists because I've never really been able to pull anything off. So I'm going to put down my toys at the moment and I'm going to go and seek help like the adults still. Yeah, there was one Which in I one of these worrying. the other week that was like um, defending herself as I, I am a medical doctor and therefore my opinion matters. And you're kind of like, no, it doesn't you're not at a medical conference now um you know medicine isn't valid i didn't just make that statement um what i'm making a statement of is why are you here then if you're if you're not a practitioner um who sees the value of both magic and science then what are you doing here um other than to kind of you know, upset people. Don't get me wrong, that there are plenty of idiots in these groups that would, you know, try and wish a tumour away with a rose quartz and be surprised that it doesn't work. But no, that's you not need an abracadabra for that. Hashtag that? people frantically Googling abracadabra doing it and then not understanding how it works and probably making the tumour worse. <laughs> so, you know... I just, like, I get those. I get that, mm. I don't know. Do you not feel like some of these feel they're doing a, a service by being in these, these forums when actually it would make more sense for them to just shut up um, and find a better forum? I think that there is a, a group of people out there 
that have really bad low self-esteem issues and want to do something about it but don't know which way to turn they often turn to collecting cats <laughs> or <laughs> pokemon cards or various other things as a means to escape and then i think some of these people tend to find communities and communities spring up around an idea whether that be selling essential oils at inflated prices whether that be some sort of conventions or something like that or some sort of aesthetic like a magical witchy aesthetic because just literally scrolling through a lot of the feed on my phone with the various witchcraft and pagan groups was coming up more than anything more than the cat memes more than the comedy is Oh, this one sums it up perfectly. It's okay to be sad. I'm giving you permission right now to feel the emotions you are feeling. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be heartbroken. It's okay to be angry. Now, for me, looking at that and reading that, the very fact that they said that you are feeling right now kind of implies that that post isn't actually meant for the audience. That post is like... I don't know, what is it the New Agers call it, where they repeat a phrase over and over and over again? A mantra. It's not really incantation. A mantra. But I think, yeah, mantra. I think they're trying to convince themselves. And I wonder whether that is magical in some respect, whether they've made a spell for more self-esteem and they've posted it, and that the attention that it's getting, or nine likes, and free comments has managed some way to feed that. Whether that is a spell, I don't know. I would bet money on the fact that it's not a spell. I'd bet money on the fact that it's attention seeking and that they want people to jump on telling people that don't feel sad. Oh, thank you so much for this because it somehow quells the pain that is inside the person that posted that. That's what I think. I don't know if you'd agree, but I'm just continuing down the feed and there seems to be more and more and more about this kind of hashtag mental health, all of that sort of thing. And I've always thought of magical practitioners which is to be quite self-empowered people because they literally create change in the universe. And I've also found a lot of them to to struggle with emotion in that they understand there's a power source and messing around with emotions with magic and stuff like that has very interesting repercussions. So I'm not saying that it's bad to feel sad or anything like that, but I am wondering why there is an, an abundance of attention seeking depressed people on social media in general, but also in all of these witchcraft groups. And that they're the ones that seem to also be doling out the advice when some other person posts about something like, is there anything I can do to get over him? Or is there anything I can do to get a job? Obviously, if I answered that question, I would probably offend and upset the person because there are probably quite a lot of things that you could do. 
whoever you are that's just posted that to get a job. I'm going to restrain from telling them because I don't think that they would like what I have to say. From a magical perspective and from a mundane perspective, but that is the love and light lurkers that I'm wondering that you you reckon we have 25% of. Now, where's this filter? There must be a magical filter going on that someone sees some of the fascinating and juicy information that one of the many people in the Witchcraft Live group or the No Holds Bar group or anything like that are posting and decides, hmm, there's a load of occult secrets there. There's a load of information there. This person and this post and all the comments in it is a wealth of knowledge that I can use. What is it in that person that makes them take their finger and scroll on? Because that very post answers. Is it because that post actually does answer their question and they're forced that, okay, I've now got an answer to how I make a spell now or what to do in this situation. Fuck, someone's actually given me an answer to this. I was just hoping for some support and some emojis. Or some justifications for why I'm feeling this way. Maybe. Um, I was hoping that I wouldn't have to do anything about it. Yeah. (laughs) I think think the beauty of of what our group does um, is it's that kind of, you can't, can't take a water uh, you can't take a horse to water mm. uh, or you can take a horse to water but you can't make it drink we can make it drink it normally drowns and um, and that's kind of i think what happens with some of our lot really is that they're kind of drowning in the fact that actually there are some answers there um and either it's their disbelief um, or their self-hatred um or their lack of being ready for an answer um that kind of it kind of stops them going there um i wonder how many people get into our group and then leave almost straight after um, yeah i'd love to know the i figure. don't know if there's any way to find that out there's probably a button or something we can press i'm sure there's some magic facebook button because let's face it that's what they're there for is to mine data uh, you know we also know it's <laughs> as a fact um that the algorithms don't work in our favor whatsoever or at least i feel they do um because they keep a lot of the trash out um especially when i see groups that have literally been started in the last month and they're at the five six seven ten thousand mark or because they've just got the word pagan in um you know, because that those someone needs to mine that energy, if Facebook isn't already, um, of all the self-loathing and bullshit that goes out of those. Um, but I'm just being mean again, mean, mean Mr. Grinch. Um, the I just would like to see them actually grabbing the mic a bit and speaking up. Um, if I don't like what they're going to say, but essentially that it would be nice to see just a few more new faces in there, Um, not out of wanting more, but more a case of 
restoring my faith in the fact that there are people out there that are genuinely seeking magic and knowledge um which i think on the most i think that's exactly what those groups do for me most of the time um i would just like to know that every everyone in there uh, get it get it down to less than 10 percent ideally of people in there that aren't actually seeking um and are just watching because they want to for some kind of entertainment however entertaining we are liam and um, that's kind of not point of what we do um no it's the sugar that makes the medicine go down comedy is the sugar that makes the medicine go down definitely so where you wanting to go with this sir well we've got about <laughs> a minute left so what i'd like to do is i'd like to tell everyone to get on the fucking thoth witchcraft patreon and then you'll be able to see what we're going to talk about next because i'm going to talk about something something that's very important and something that's very important to you the listener that you do not realize is important and you're not going to know what that thing is unless you go on the thoth witchcraft patreon and give us some coin because you know the world runs on money which is funnily enough one of the things we'll be talking about next hopefully but there we go that's <laughs> it for this edition of the no holes bar witchcraft podcast bye love and light lurkers they won't make it over chris so we might as well just say goodbye to them now you know well yeah there is that i assumed that's what you would do right so hello everyone on the patreon this is currently being recorded on the last week of December in the year 2021. And what a year it has been. Now, I really am quite fascinated with the repetitive questions people ask. So I like to compare and contrast the repetitive problems people have in life and the repetitive questions people ask now specifically in regards to magic is what i want to talk about today because this is witchcraft and stuff and although it does often link i find to mundane life because there's quite a lot of questions that seem to come up at certain periods of the year which is one of the things that we'll be uh, trying to map i think chris for our new sabbaths to replace that wicked trash because that's so 1950s um, but there, there are things that I'm thinking questions. Questions are, to a certain extent, people saying, this is important to me, this is important to me, this is important to me. And when it comes to these questions that people ask, it also shows, I think, in their buying habit. So whether it's mundanes, buying habits, or professional witches, or, you know, magical folk in general, within a cult, the occult kind of pound, or dollar, or whatever we're going to call it, yen, mm -hmm. things keep coming up. And we've often stereotyped this and joked about it in terms of spell kits and, you know, various other things, commercialization of questions. And that is one would be, of course, money, one would be romance, one would be going and fucking someone up. 
and then the fourth one's normally healing. And a lot of people will think, well, there's four things that are very important to everyone. And normally for every single person, they're probably struggling with at least one of those. But what I continue to see is that people that have been on a magical path for a, a fair amount of time are still struggling with one or more of those things. And they've never really fixed them. What they often tend to do, a lot of them, is quell that problem. They kind of put some cream on to stop it itching. But actually, the STD is still there. <laughs> it's still festering. It may have stopped itching, but it is still festering. And I'm wondering whether we should tackle some of this at the moment, because the love and light lurkers are very, very in your face with this. They're very attention seeking in the form of, oh, I really, 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 times a hundred need a money spell. Or I really need the best, most powerful love spell. Or what is the most powerful protection spell that exists? All that sort of thing. And I think that there are a lot of people that have been in the magical community for a while and have been interacting with other people in the magical community in general that see this and they snigger at it and they laugh at it. But at the same time, they themselves are still guilty of, to a certain extent, asking the same questions and never really fixing the issues. So it's really a case of what pisses you off the most, because I get really pissed off about people that, that try to sum it up in a sentence, but it's not a sentence that can be used and there's no meat on the bones, you know? It is literally almost like, an, I'll make a pretty background, put some text over it, I need a money spell, what's your most powerful money spell type thing. There's no context, there's no nothing. And I wonder whether, if that makes sense, if you've never, ever, ever done any magic or ever heard of magic or ever bought a fucking book or anything or spoken to anyone, that is literally like, if someone's in nursery school, I would expect that as a question. But then also there's the people that are writing a little bit about their story that will come up with a story that is probably their story or just one they've made up or whatever. They give some context to a question. And it always worries me with the amount of simple ones that come up very often by people that are saying that they are professionals or that they are witches or that they've been doing this for a certain amount of time. And... I don't fully understand the way to answer these questions because it really to me means that you have to think about is this person genuine or is this person attention seeking? And if this person is attention seeking, do I give them their some attention in the hopes that it might actually give them a nudge in the right direction. How do you deal with this? Because I think it's easier in person, but it's very difficult in on the internet because there's so many yeah. people grabbing your attention and posting things. 
I'm really struggling to sleep at night, Chris, knowing that there are so many people suffering out there in the world. <laughs> yeah, sure, you're robot. Um, I, I do struggle with it in the sense that I feel like I should help more than I actually do. Um, but the reason I often walk away is not necessarily what they have said or done. It's right. more the responses that have already been given before you get there. Because uh... um, you're very rarely the first one there because there are piranhas always awaiting um, who are either other love and light lurkers um, or they are people that, you know, read a Cunningham book, never looked any further um, and still feel they know more than anybody else. Um, they're often those ones that are fifth generation witches, um, but I won't go off on too much of a tangent. The um, I kind of make the decision based on, I have to go on gut at the time of, is it worth my time? And nine times out of 10, it's not going to be. Um, because I feel like the only real way you could give these people support is to go, you should kind of be on the Witchcraft Live and you should be listening to some of these <laughs> real I witches feel so who are actually trying. But I can't <laughs> no, but myself It looks like you're selling something. Because it looks like we're selling something. And actually, we don't make anywhere near enough money off the people that we teach um, because we're there primarily as their teachers. So I kind of don't feel we can, um, especially when we primarily say, um, don't buy that shit, do it yourself. It kind of feels like a, a conflict of interest for me. But, you know, it's one of those things where you'd be put in the same bag as those people um, that kind of like, give me, DM me, I have the best powerful love shape, um, love spell for you. Uh, my name is Dr. Insert Random. Oh, yeah, that scammer. You oh, know, God. those sorts of kind of, those sorts of, you know, who you know for a fact are, are not Nigerian or any kind of, of, of there'll be some <laughs> white uh, love and light kind of person scamming scamming loads of people because they think they can buy their way back into heaven or they're probably christians um but there you go i'm being slanderous again um you are that's very slanderous even i wouldn't go that but the, far but you know i do wonder sometimes though don't you that they they're probably some some little baptist church raising money for a school bus no <laughs> well the people that are scamming people, people scamming, saying i'm mr delugaluga dog and I have the most powerful love spell you will ever need. But the main reason I, I say that, that is because they, it's never phrased that... like that, is it? It's always phrased as, oh, you should you should get in touch with my friend, Dr. Such and Such. Um, he, he did amazing things for me. And now I am with the person I love forever and ever. Do you get what I mean? Like, it's always testimonial. And the only people is I know that do that well, of someone that's part of the Association of Independent Readers yeah. and Root Workers. <laughs> yeah. Like, I kind of feel like 
because it's testimonial that it's got to be some Christian shit, don't you? No? Just me? I don't think that that's a fair assessment to make, no. I think that it, <laughs> it very much mirrors... Um, it does very much mirror the buy a tea light and light it. And although Jesus doesn't really answer wishes... You know, we can't guarantee, but still. And we know that you just need to read your Bible because that's what we tell you when you turn up to church. But you can still buy this tea light that is not a wish tea light. But if you want to light the tea light and put it with all of the others so that we can kind of keep a tally roughly of what's in the box so we don't have to undo the padlock, um, you know, then, then, then maybe Jesus might listen to you. Okay. And if he doesn't, there's a number of other sinks that you can also buy tea lights for. I don't know. It kind of mirrors that. It, it is an echo of that. I just thought it had something to do with the Mormons and their special underwear. But, you know, I just kind of... I just, is that it, not it's... a protective device? I thought the Mormon special underwear was uh, not too dissimilar from the net that gets, or shrouds that often gets made to stop a person's uh let's say soul moving on there's like literally <laughs> a harness to keep you from moving on so that they can put you where they want you <laughs> hence why you're supposed to wear it all the time sorry i've i've made us go off on a tangent that's not useful you have um, but it's a fascinating tangent <laughs> you can buy mormon underwear from the Mormon church. Um, even if you're not a Mormon, I do believe they have a website where you can get it, but the proceeds obviously go to the Mormons. Um, how many people have done that, wanting to do it for some sort of kinky bedroom thing versus how many people have done it as some sort of, I don't know, like fancy dress costume for Halloween? I would be very interested to know. I don't know if anyone's ever done any research or written a paper on such a thing. I'll have to Google that later. <laughs> but yeah, that, 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 that's a tangent and a half. So bringing this back on to... What would it be? The genuine seeker? Do you want to deal with the genuine seeker? The love and light lurker that is trying to learn something? Or do you want to deal with the psychological aspect of these people? You know, their misery that often follows them <laughs> around like a rain cloud. The fact that their lives are extremely dysfunctional as they sit there and meditate and try to be happy. Because, of course, they are surrounded by happiness. That water pipe that's just burst a week ago that's still dripping because they can't afford to hire a plumber is just happiness surrounded and flooding their apartment or is a witch working against them not not to put this blame at the christian's feet again but <laughs> It's like you've got an old score to settle, honestly. <laughs> I, I don't think I do. The um, I've wanted to start on all the pagans this Christmas, I'm not going to lie. All this talk about fucking Christmas and reclaim, um, reclaim, uh, what you call it, seasons that have been stolen from us. I'm kind of like, ah, stolen. Christmas, a, a time where Christians, Jews 
and Buddhists all gather around the table and celebrate paganism. I swear that was a meme I saw. I don't doubt it. But yeah, so I've had to I've had to rein I've had to rein myself in, um, and so I've kind of almost pretty much sworn off social media that isn't ours at the moment, um, because I hate this time of year, um, from a social media point of view because it's just bullshit, um, but to kind of you know semi attack the Christians not intentionally, um, is this kind of we've come from this kind of one God you know be good to people and you will be thanked and be good um you know don't don't steal don't um you know all those things um and i think they still apply those morals to magic and i think that's often the problem is they see money magic or love magic or any of these kind of magics as stealing and I wonder if that's part of the problem is rather than thinking these things don't belong to anybody and actually, you know, as Darwin would, Darwin would say, survival of the fittest and all that. Um, it's whoever is, has the power to take these things. Whereas they forget that and they focus purely on the, oh, well, I, I want I want to be happy, but I don't want to do anything about it because then I'm going to be punished for it later because I should have just been happy with what I'd got. So they pretend to be happy with what they've got and buy pretty crystals and do yoga and convince themselves that meditation three times a day is going to make them better. No, am I going off on too much of a, I, I hate the APN kind of moment or what? I'm pretty gobsmacked, but it's not from what you've said. It's from some repost in the Feisty Witches Facebook group, which I happened to go on, which has scared me a little. Because go on. although it's not serious, it's on the right track. The post has got, obviously, a picture of a little girl holding a book of shadows with pentagrams and crystals and shit on it. But there's some writing on it as well. Some writing says, why do spells be asking for hard to find crazy items? Like you need a free shark pussy hairs. How in the question mark, who in the question mark flips paper next spell? Which to me means what up with all of these Scott Cunningham correspondences? What do they actually do? And what is the point of them? I wonder, I wonder, because I'm not I'm going to look at the comments in a sec. I haven't looked at them yet, but I'm wondering how our people that we mentor would answer this question, assuming that it's a question. I wonder how many people or who in what the people in the Witchcraft Live Facebook group or No Holds Barred Facebook group would do and say and ask answer this question. And then I'm wondering what yours and my way of answering it and then comparing, contrasting it to how it was actually answered. So what do you think the people in the Feisty Witches would say? Oh, God. 
Um, something stupid about correspondences would have missed the point about this being an attack on correspondences um and botch spell making and and we'll focus on oh you just need to read this book you haven't seen this book or this podcast or post a load of extra memes beneath it um that say something like substitute anything for a white candle which I saw the other day, again. Right. So probably on this one, this is what I expected to find. There's a couple I didn't expect to find, but this one I expected. Do what you want. It all works. <laughs> I don't know if we need to explain why intention. that. Yeah, because that's a person that obviously believe is all about the intention. The same person also put, believe even if you don't have that others, believe you too do, which I can't even begin to decode that because the spelling's even worse than mine. <laughs> so there's some interesting ones. One, don't sweat it, sweetie. Us old witches came up with code words for common ingredients. After all, we don't want the muggles going around messing with this stuff. Now that begs an interesting question, because did that person <laughs> write that because they're aware of the fact that actually a lot of plants do have slang terms, eye of new, wing of bat, that type of thing. Now, here's where the romantic side of things comes in, because they they are the sort of person that, that believes all of these witches got together and created books of shadows, even though they, most of them were illiterate and did write all of this stuff down because yeah. we need to keep it from the muggles because of the child, because they'll end up burning us, yeah. like the millions and, of and others. And not the fact that people actually didn't know what these scientific names for that thing was, so they came yes. up with a new one themselves. There is a local slang term. So that's that, which it does make sense because that was the sort of answer, one of the answers that I would give. I'd given multiple answers, but that is one of the ones that I have given to people before. But I haven't pretended like it's us hiding them and old witches. Um, us old witches came up with, I don't know how old Rebecca thinks she is and whether she's taken in her past incarnations in to the account, which is a potentially she might, I don't know. Let me but, guess, she's 17. I don't know, I don't want to click on her on her, on her her Facebook <laughs> thing, because I don't <laughs> think it's, it might not be a real one. Oh no, it's got her with a dog on it. Of course it's got her with a fucking dog on it. Here's another one, Terry. Those who can focus their minds effectively don't need any ingredients other than their own mind power may need an object slash objects but these are only needed to help focus their intent on achieving their aim these items okay. should be something Take they feel about the intention in with whatever they are casting all good wishes and there's an emoji with a little winky face now again interesting because we teach when we did various um classes and that that actually starting with your own power and seeing what you can do with your own power is something 
People confuse that, of course, with intent, though, don't they? Because people think, yeah. well, Liam and Chris are all about, well, I'm not allowed to use the ingredients. I can only do it with myself. But actually, I'll say right here and now, don't let me turn this into a rant, that when we teach a fucking course, there are assignments in the beginning, middle and end. There is a vested interest in you progressing, okay? I might even have to use... Um, examples like health and uh, fitness gym examples right because when you go in the gym for the first time you need to be able to know how far you can run on that cross trainer and at what grade what weight you can lift if you're doing a squat or something like that so that we can record that and see when it gets better that you're making progress now with this whole intent thing, it ain't all about the intent. It ain't all about your own power. Because guess what? Your power is limited. What is limited by, we won't go into detail at the moment because we haven't got that long. Maybe we'll make a podcast or some shit about it. But it is literally a see what you can do yourself. You now know what you can and can't do yourself. Now we can start seeing what we can do, what energies we can pull in to make up for our lack of strength in doing it. I've used the example before about people helping each other move house. I can't lift this wardrobe up and carry it out to the removal truck. I'll get other witches slash people to come and help me lift it. Or I'll pay a spirit to do it. You know, that kind of thing is logical. Now, that's the sort of thing that I would give an explanation. But that's not really suitable for comments, is it? You have to give a snappy little snapshot. Yeah. And I think that's that's our problem, is the best way to actually answer that question for us is to post Link a video. Link it to a video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I have done that in the past, and it's got me in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Because to that, they consider that to be, you know, um, marketing. And it kind of like, in some way it is. But actually, it's about saving my time. And I really don't want to spend 40 minutes writing you an essay in response. But I don't know. Some people will accuse of gatekeeping on that. But actually, it's a case of, well, actually, we've put a lot of work into making sure our content is out there. So if they can't be, you know, willing to look for it, why the, why the fuck should I keep? giving extra time to people that didn't make the cut and didn't find us this is very true because someone's put also that magic is not a shortcut but I don't entirely agree with that okay because if I wanted that light changed up there, if I wanted that light changed up there, I should technically pay someone to do it. I should call an electrician up and call someone in to do it and pay them or, you know. But if I did it myself and I went to college and I trained for 10 years doing that with the experience and all of that sort of thing and did it myself, is that a shortcut? Because I saved myself money and I've saved myself time because I've just done it in about 10 minutes. The problem is, is that it's skills, I think. So, yes, 
magic can be used as a shortcut to get you what you want, assuming that you already have the skills. If you don't have the skills, it's, I need my wall plastering. I'm going to go to college and learn how to plaster. Is it going to take you more time and money to do that versus just calling up a plasterer to come in and do it? That's what we're dealing with. Now, people on a magical path should be trying to develop anyway, regardless of what they want. They might use their everyday finance, love, all of that sort of thing as little practice things, like the plasterers who's in college might decide, I do kind of need that 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 boiler, uh, that airing cupboard or that cupboard plastered out. I know, I won't, I've done a little bit, I've done it in college, I get the principle, I'm gonna try that because it don't matter. That's I'm doing a bit of DIY that's relevant. This is how I think people should think about it. They should think about it in terms of if they're on a magical path, blah, de, blah, de, blah. Now I know that we encourage mundane to go and do their own spells. But the problem with obviously the way we do it, the problem is that we're often overseeing it. Like we've sat around consultation cables and helped people cast spells and given them a little bit of knowledge on how to do it and that, but we've been there as support. And you're not there as support when you're putting a comment to something like that. You don't really give a shit about the person. No. It's difficult. And, you know, with this, a lot of the onus is really on the person that's asking the question and how much they're willing to do it and i think that i'd agree with some of them when they have said magic isn't a shortcut i go away and do the work don't come running to me to answer a question that you could find by spending a little bit of time on the google yeah i don't know it's, it, it's a tricky one because i think there is there's a mix of the motivations that get you there which are well i've found these things online but just because they're online mean they're trust trustworthy sources and they somehow mm. seem to think that people on the internet who are the same people putting out that content are somehow more trustworthy um and i i don't quite get that but at the same time that's the danger of social media isn't it we're disconnected from what real is um and therefore they spend all this time trying to justify um the level of real um so i i, I get it it's tricky also it doesn't help in some ways that to them every time they've been told about magic it's in a fantasy fiction way yeah um, and therefore they're used to seeing it as sabrina snapping her fingers or you know um pipe piper waving her hands to freeze shit like they see it as instant and therefore they associate it with that kind of instant and therefore shortcut what they don't see is the years of practice that goes into perfect perfecting spellcasting um or actually seeing the layers beyond like how many times have we had conversations with people who have been practicing for 20 years and then you go how does a spell work and they just go give you some shit about intention um and i'm like that's not telling me how that's telling me what you do and what you do is very different to how it works um so i i, I don't know like i get 
I feel like even if we were to spend our entire lives answering these stupid questions, one, I don't think we'd necessarily be the choice they chose. They would much rather someone post a spell that they can follow the instructions of, like yeah. it's making a fucking cake. Um, and they would rather do that because that's what their attention span is. They're like, oh, I don't want to have to learn something. Um, you know, I want to be told what I have to do in order to do it. And actually, if it's going to be hard, I'd rather you do it for me because that's the next one that comes. Um, and can't somebody do this for me? And then they don't, again, like if you get the uh, um, get the plasterer out, they will go with the cheapest one. Um, not thinking about, oh, how good is this plasterer? Have I heard this plasterer is even good? Um, you know, is he a cowboy? And they'll assume that anyone that charges over what they think it's worth is a cowboy. Um, we're actually often the cowboys are the most uh, are often the cheapest one, not the most expensive one. Um, in magic, it often goes the opposite way. Normally, the most expensive one is the one that's the biggest cowboy. But that's um, you know, me digging at the hoodoo lot again. But, you know, the, um, the the point of that ramble was it's about value and understanding what it's worth. Mm. Um, and I mean both in how much is it worth me learning magic? Surely it's like a good cookbook and I can just have the professional write it for me so I don't have to do any of the work. Um which is why we often give, you know, <laughs> why we often give the chef and the recipe book as the best example um, of doing that. I'm not going to give it again, but the, you know, it's on enough of a pod for me to not need to explain that. The, um, again, not gatekeeping, just we've done the work. So go and find it. Um, but the, it, I think a lot of it is that. I think it's that modern society problem of lack of attention span, uh, lack of understanding worth because they've never had to do it themselves, um, and not actually valuing how important those things are. Like, you know, that perfect job, surely you're willing to put the work in for that perfect job. You're not expecting it to just come to you. Because surely it's probably not worth it if that job was instantly going to come to you i, d I don't know oh that's interesting how many times do you think i should possibly do something about getting a job and then before you even bother to do something magically a perfect yeah. job manifests for you chris does that yeah. ever happen oh, obviously all the time is this a double standard then are you saying that job's meaningless because you got it too easily or is this just a super witch difference? My point is, I'm a super witch and I've put the work in. Um, <laughs> have so you put the work in or have previous versions put the work in? Because I don't Both. know whether that still counts. Both. I've put in thousands of years worth of life, life experience in to my practice. Um, so, And yet you still always revert to a charm bag. <laughs> <laughs> I just like them. the The aesthetic is there. 
I don't see that's any different to someone who, who has to use a wand to cast circles 30 years Why would you want to cast a circle? I've, I've been... I, I've been blacklisted, I do believe, by someone. So there is a certain group, Advanced Witchcraft Group. And um, I've been demoted from being admin. And um, also various friends of mine have also been actually kicked out. I just got demoted. I didn't get kicked out. But the others have actually been kicked out of the group. And uh, a certain someone who's also in the group created their own other group to teach black magic. They also have a secret <laughs> chat, which is a messenger chat, which, oh my gosh, I had to switch it off because it's literally the best way of teaching, of course, is to teach via text message with a group of people from all around the world that aren't watching it at the same time and going through yeah. the first thing you need to do, Chris, is learn protection. And the first protection you need to learn is how to cast a circle. I don't think it went down well when I said I've never used circles and I don't use circles. I got told, oh, well, this is far too, that, that's because you're doing more advanced work, blah, 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 blah. But if I hold my hands up, I say, I've never taught a beginner how to cast a circle. I've taught Wiccans how to improve their circle casting. Yeah. I have not taught people how to cast a circle that are a beginner that say, I want to be a witch. I want to learn witchcraft. I don't immediately think oh, we must learn a circle casting, right? Come so on. I've been kicked one of the out. First, one of the first things we've ever said often is, why do you need to do protection first? What are you protecting against? Yeah. So um, how do you know if that protection You're so works? famous that anyone's going to even know or be interested in you. Oh, it's because of the, the age of uh, social networking. <laughs> do you think that's why Wicca is done the circle casting? Do you think it's because we started to have more attention-seeking whores with celebrity in the 20th century and that that is somehow an as-above-so-below principle? that they think this protection for this type of work is so important because I'm so fucking famous that everyone must know me. Is that where it comes from? No, obviously it's not. It's Gerald Gardner stealing things he doesn't fucking understand and putting in a little book. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm wondering if that's in some ways one of the myriad of reasons as well, to the why... Well, the 21st century. The yeah. 21st century. I mean, the even the old... is all about celebrities. Even the Wiccans say, oh, back in my day, we didn't worry about such things like that. We didn't worry about doing, you know, doing this, that and the other protection before we started doing it type thing. So it, it, there is a lot more of it, I think, in the 21st century that even the idiots from the 20th century are taking the piss. I'm not saying something. Um, Scott Cunningham himself, if he was still alive, would probably take the piss out of that. But. Yeah, it is a, a fear. Now, you, you you said something earlier, and I know this is potentially going to be an extended, extended edition because we're going on and on, but I think it's best to cover it here. So there's two questions I want to ask. Okay. You. The first one is talking a little bit about you were picking on the hoodoo lot and that, and really we're talking about professional witchcraft, or I should say commercial witchcraft in that you buy it yeah. and you add water. Does that work? Because that would solve a lot of problems. The kind of idea of, well, 
if you could just direct someone to someone's Etsy store and they just buy that hot foot powder or they just buy that love oil or whatever, that it would actually just work out for tin. So for my first question is, do you think that witchcraft shops that aren't like the old apothecary types, more like the go and buy this spell kit, go and buy this oil, go and buy this and the magic gets done for you. Do you think A, that actually works? And B, for my second question, is what is the most simplest and flexible spell method? And I'm going to talk about it as a method, not as a specific spell, because it's the methodology you'd apply to money, love, all of that sort of stuff. So you can kind of fill in the blanks, but the structure of a spell. So what's the most simplest thing that you think a beginner could master? And maybe okay. we could just copy and paste that into every fucking witchcraft group on Facebook. And so we might do it or learn something. So commercialism in witchcraft part. Um, I feel the same way that you can go and buy um, a, a Bertie Bassett, whatever it is, part of a frozen cooked meal that you just ping in the microwave, or bird's eye. No, I'm thinking of Aunt Bessie. Oh, Aunt um, Bessie. whether or not that be Yorkshire puddings or an entire dinner, um, you can put that, you can ping that in the microwave or cook it for a few minutes at the end, where they've done two two thirds of the work. All you've got to do is heat it up. Um. Mm is that yes they can be good and the right brand can be palatable but they will never quite taste the same way as if you did them from scratch and learn to do them well um so, so i think you can survive off of them you could survive off the spell it. will work is that what you're saying yeah what i'm saying it is will you'll just get work a in a shit level. way and give you indigestion <laughs> probably although it'll give you a palatable answer one thing it won't do is you don't know anything about how the magic works. So how are you supposed to judge what is done? Um, I think the problem with some of these spells is people think what they want is it done, not the impact it has in its entirety. So and I, I'm not talking necessarily about consequence, but I'm talking about the pathway um, that intention is going to take and how that's going to look at the end. So, you know, you've got that supermodel that you wanted, but you get them for two weeks and then they cheat on you for the next three years. Mm. Like before they eventually walk away and find someone else prettier. Are you happy with the fact that actually that spell got me the hot guy? I had three years of him, hated, you know, 2.97 of those years. Um, but I got two weeks of happiness or what I thought thought was happiness um, versus an actual working where you actually invited the right person for you that will for com completely fulfill you in every way isn't necessarily a supermodel, but is a supermodel to you. So, you know, to me, those are the two approaches. You can have the perfect cooked meal that satisfies you on so many levels. Or you can have the quick, yes, it's here, um, sustains me for two days, and then I'm, I'm, I'm empty again and I need filling. So, you know, there's, there's that kind of 
that dichotomy for me of that's what you're looking at with commercial magics is you're buying someone that doesn't know you doesn't know the intricacies of your actual life doesn't care about the result of the project just cares about the fact that they get paid um so at the end of the day what you're doing is you're buying a cookie cutter version of somebody's work it's not even their best work it will just be uh, that's that's what you buy off the shelf rather than that bespoke suit that fits you perfectly just to throw a textile reference of course i haven't done that in a while okay that's i think answers that one um Um, and then secondly, what was the second one again about the perfect <laughs> basic method of a spell? Oh, you, well, you so know if what something that that's you could copy and paste into a lot of different you know questions, you know what my answer is going to be to that, don't you? Is it the um charm bag video on the Thoth TV YouTube channel? I'm presuming it is going to be the, the charm bag one. Or would you let them pick between the charm bag one and the jar spell one? Potentially. Um, in our kits, we have. We've given both. But actually, if you were going... if I think it, and the reason I use them most with beginners is I think they teach the foundation of it. And you go away mm. understanding why it works and how it works rather than just being a a proper copy and paste job where you don't know any of the context. I feel like there is something about going, well, actually, um, in its essence, a charm bag is an attraction spell or a repulsion spell. It's about magnetics. Um and then actually adding it to the fact that actually it naturally has an on-off switch. And that's when it's with the target. So whether or not that's you or the person you're leaving it with, but it's it's a pro it has a proximity setting. And I think having those two things are big concepts for people to get round get their heads around when working about, you know, all three sides of the triangle situation. I think that a charm bag does that so very well the other part i like about it as a verse to the um jar spell is that because obviously you can program a jar to be an attract attraction spell but most yeah. of those jar spells are those one use kinds yeah. so they send out a blast and then you've got to send another blast out to combat that if you fuck it up whereas i like the fact with a charm bag everything's so malleable if you it's not working right, you can take it apart and start again, or you can tweak it in the way that you want to. And I think you learn more as a basic first spell from some version of a charm bag, gree gree, um, you know, whatever you want to call them, mojo bag, whatever it is you want to call them, they all work on the same basis. Also means that if you go and see someone else's work, you can very quickly with a with a charm bag, any version of charm bag that someone's using has that same essence to it. So you already 
recognize other people's magic and that i find is often the hardest thing to get people to do is to realize the kind of universal parts of magic because they think everything is about them thanks to facebook and other social media platforms everything is about the the individual and i think actually something like the the grigri uh, or the charm bag very quickly tells you how universal all these energies are because mm. i've given people the charm bag and the um jar spell video and they've still managed to fuck it up it's very interesting because we try to make the formulas and stuff like that so that you they are simple but you do have the western mind and competing with the western education system of monkey see monkey do and although we try to break it down and say pick something that you think represents this pick something that that which is kind of what that comment was saying when it said use whatever you want but it's not yeah. actually as simple as that because it is a case of you actually need to interact with it now when we sit down and do the consultations and have done the psychic fairs and the various classes and stuff we watch them do that and we nudge them and say no 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 you're not putting it in yet actually think about it interact with it is it right is it not right and a lot of people you can see when they potentially will make a mistake because they are just thinking oh yeah i like the look of that add it in without pausing to interact with it now i did a certain something last night with a certain someone former christian we ended up um channeling the devil to cut a long story short it went very well although the devil did bite her um, but that was a simple process of furthering psychic development and learning a little bit about actually let's think about it from an animistic perspective as things being alive and negotiating with the ingredients that you're using because this is what again the formulas and books don't tell you the ingredients might not want to work for you the ingredients might not want to do the thing that they can do but they might not want to they might resist you you might have someone on the inside causing a trouble this is the unknowns of spell casting very much and when you try to create microwave mills which i liked your way of equating microwave mills to those spell kits and oils and various other kind of part made things that you just heat up or energize from the witchcraft or hoodoo shops is that the person that's designing that it will depend on how good the chef is it will depend on how good the person is and how good they are at actually explain in terms of the instructions of what you've got to do and a lot of the time they're not very good they're really bad at doing that so a lot of these things can work if you understand how to make them work is a very good practitioner that can create a simple structured spell that's part done that then can be sold or given to lots of other people and then be able to make it work because it works for their psychology they understand ikea put a hell of a lot of effort into making their flat pack furniture easy and simple to put together the amount of people that still can't fucking do it is unbelievable yeah. Yeah. you know and that is kind of to a certain extent what you're talking about here um 
so is there anything else that you want to cover in regards to this is there any rants you want to go on or anything like that because i think there's got to be coming up a hoodoo podcast episode because we've alluded to lots of this type of commercial magic and an exploration of this because i'm seeing the traditional witches start selling their wares on etsy a lot more now and their spells and their various enchanted beads yeah and i say enchanted beads they're actually berries threaded and enchanted to do a certain something and of course the old famous witch's ladder which of course all witches always used to use the old witch's ladder it was Obviously. never something that was just discovered in an attic and someone made up a concept and story behind it that no, certainly is nothing no that wouldn't <laughs> be allowed that wouldn't be around now. The old witches would never have allowed it. Because yeah. they'd have convened and had that conversation. Although I do very much like the idea of someone having a child way back when in centuries past that may have had some kind of uh, learning difficulty that just used to enjoy weaving things together. And they thought, Ah, uh, let's just shove it in the attic type thing. And then centuries later, what all of these witches are kind of clinging to is actually not really the mad ramblings of someone, but the kind of thing that mummy and daddy would put on the fridge and say, we're very, very proud of you. Well done, little Timmy. I know that's offensive in some way, shape it's or form. I'm not entirely sure how, but Definitely. I know I'm not supposed to say things like that. No, you're not. I think that might actually be worse than my comment at the Christians. But the oh. anyway, the the bit I will add on there very quickly, just because <laughs> it's relevant, um, is it's interesting there aren't as many um how to do magical hair braids in no, in I all know. these traditional witchcraft books where actually someone would have tied knots um and done various things with with braids in people's hair um but interestingly there aren't any um traditional witchcraft books on that um but they all no. like to include this witch's ladder yeah um not one the spell the gun you know i don't know the rest <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, it offends me not one nine he will be mine something like that that would be a love one wouldn't it <laughs> Something like that. Um, <laughs> Something like that. Right. You know, I think that's good. Okay. We'll call it a day today. And goodbye from 2021.